Let me say this, as a church, we are presently reading through the New Testament. I'm finding it personally beneficial as we, through this year, are reading through all 260 chapters of the New Testament. And yesterday, our daily reading for the day was Acts chapter 2. And I found it interesting, in a portion of only six verses, it referred to communion or the breaking of bread twice in those six verses. And that's what we're doing today. We're about to do that, to partake in communion. If you have your Bible, please look at Acts chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 42 to 47 just briefly as we prepare our hearts for communion. I'm reading from the New King James Version, Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. It says, and they continued steadfastly. Listen to those words. They continued steadfastly. This is the New Testament church, the early church. Another translation, the NIV Bible says, they devoted themselves. In the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread. Please say breaking of bread. And in prayer. Now, four things essentially here that the New Testament church, the early church, was focusing on. It's quite simple. It was the apostles' doctrine. In other words, it was the teaching, the Word of God. It was fellowship. They were also devoted to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And we know that this was a church that was highly effective, began to turn the world upside down or right side up, whichever way you want to look at it. And they had a simplicity about what they were doing. They weren't doing a zillion and one things and a zillion and one, you know, different departments and all sorts of things. It was simple. And maybe to be effective, you and I need to be simple in our walk with the Lord. Last Sunday, the message touched on the aspect of first love, as Pastor Greg shared. And it says, do the first things. Maybe that could be the first things that you began to do when you first came to Christ. Here the first things are in the New Testament church, these simple things, fellowship, teaching, breaking of bread and prayers. And then verse 43, then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. That's remarkable. So continuing daily with one, an, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Please say breaking bread. That's the second time it's referred to. Breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added daily to the church those who were being saved. Wow. I see this as a snapshot into the life of the early church, into the life of, may I add, the powerful early church. And really, they weren't getting confused by a myriad of things, but they were keeping the main thing, the main thing. They were focusing on core business. Just a few comments just quickly about this passage is that 
they continued steadfastly. Uh, the other translation, they devoted themselves. Somebody gets on his knees before the Lord and says, Lord, devote me to you. Lord, make me devoted. I want to say that's not actually the prayer to pray. Because this says, they devoted themselves. But when you make that choice that I am going to devote myself to the purposes of God, then the Spirit of God comes alongside to help you fulfill that so you can be devoted. I want to tell you, the world is looking for believers that are devoted, that are not half-hearted. Another thing it says, continuing daily in the temple. I think it is really sad when you have somebody who says, well, once in six weeks, I'm going to pop into church. Once in three months, once in four weeks, I'm going to pop into church. Now, this is daily, all right? Now, I'm not saying you have to be here every day, all right? Daily in the temple and so on. But you know what? There is something about continued exposure to the body of Christ, to the teaching of the word that changes your spiritual health. Come on, church, don't be so quiet. And so even though it might not be a case of daily in our uh, modern situation now, uh, I want to say to you, make it a determination in your heart that you will not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the habit of some according to Scripture, but that you will be regularly, if you're able, if you're in town, you will be part of this let me tell you, we've had such a glorious time today. Why would people want to miss out on being so charged up and built up? Another thing is that we noticed that they had simplicity of heart. I like simplicity. Let me tell you, as a pastor, I get faced with so many people that have got good ideas of what I should be doing. And they, <laughs> they tell me all sorts of things that God has told them that I should be doing. And that Choose Life Church must be doing. I find it kind of perplexing. I'm thinking, well, why didn't the Lord just tell me? You know? There's something about simplicity that was in the New Testament church that saw great effectiveness. And it also says that the Lord added daily to the church. I want to tell you, a church where God is at work by His Spirit is a church that should be growing. Sometimes churches can go through little dips and challenges and so on, but on the whole, the church should be growing and developing. More people being invited and coming along and outreach and things like that. Churches should grow. If churches aren't growing, then they are dying. And how does a church grow? I believe the single biggest reason is when the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is allowed to be the life of God in that place. It's not through somebody's personality, not through somebody's slick preaching or whatever it might be, skinny jeans, I don't know. It's not, that doesn't grow a church. Let me tell you, it's the power of the Spirit of God that makes all the difference. It's not by might nor power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. But here's what I want to end off with. Why was the breaking of bread 
so important to the early church, and I believe it's this, because the message of the cross was so precious to them. They had just been through Jesus' ministry, many of them witnesses with their own eyes. They had seen the crucifixion, the scourging. They had experienced the, the resurrection. And so Jesus had inst instituted the Lord's Supper, and this was so important because what was it doing? It was keeping the cross of Calvary front and center in their lives. And if the church of Jesus Christ wants to be powerful in this day and age, we have to keep the cross of Calvary front and center in our lives. The Apostle Paul, to end off with this scripture, was another example of keeping the cross front and center. And he said in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2, he said, I have determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so I want to encourage you, Church of Jesus Christ, that you and I would keep the cross front and center. Can you say amen?